Community Church exists to shine as light in our homes, in our community, and in our world. To contact us or for more information, see our website at wildwoodchurch.org. Well, great. It's good to be back together again. I was just thinking it seems like it's been weeks, and, and, and indeed it has been weeks since we've been together. Uh, it was December the 20th that we ended our time together with the Carol of the Bells, and uh, that was a great time. But who would have known that it would be January the 3rd before we'd all get back together again? Uh, but due to weather, that's exactly the way that it's happened. And... Uh, we're now in a new era. You know, we've gone from the 2000s to the 20s. You realize that? So it used to be 2001 and 2005 and 2009. Now we're going to 2010 and 2020 and 2030. I was telling my wife the other day that uh, we'll be gone from the planet before the 20s are over. And so we're now going to shorten it down. It won't be 2010 for most people. It'll be 2010. Well, we're starting a new year, and uh, it's great to get some perspective when you're beginning a new year. And uh, I wanted to read as we open our time today. And by the way, what we're going to do, just so you know a little bit ahead of time, this is somewhat of a tradition at Wildwood, is toward the end of the year or the beginning of a new year, we have an opportunity to look back on 2009. And for people to share a little bit, about how God has worked in their life in the year. And we know some of that is known in, in some of the small group settings, but generally we don't have an opportunity to share that in a bigger uh, setting. So we're going to be doing that today. So there'll be an opportunity as you reflect on what God has done in your life to share that. But I want to, I want to read to you a quote from Abraham Lincoln that has always been very meaningful to me. He said this, we have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in numbers and wealth and power as no other nation has ever grown. But we have forgotten God. We have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us. We have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. Intoxicated with unbroken success, we have become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace. Too proud to pray to the God that made us. What an amazing statement. We want to remember him and we want to honor him. And that's the spirit behind the morning today. Now, one way I think we can as believers forget about God even though we know him and we follow him and we seek to honor him. But one way we can forget about him is that we lose sight of what he's been doing. Over and over again in the Bible, it's a theme that we see the people of God are told to remember what God has done and then to tell it, to share it with one another. 
In fact, it says in Hebrews 10.25, encourage one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. Part of what we need to do is to continue to encourage one another that God is alive and God is at work and God is doing things. And in order to set up our time, I would like to read from Psalm 145. If you have a Bible, you can turn there. I'm actually going to read from the New Living Translation of Psalm 145. And there's just some great things here. And I want you, as you think about the potentiality of sharing what God has been doing, I want you to think about some of the phrases that, is, that are embedded in, in Psalm 145. I'm going to read, beginning with verse 1. I will exalt you, my God and King, and praise your name forever and ever. I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. I will proclaim your greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. The Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all his creation. All of your works will thank you, Lord, and your faithful followers will praise you. They will speak of the glory of your kingdom. They will give examples of your power. They will tell about your mighty deeds and about the majesty and glory of your reign. For your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your rule throughout all generations. The Lord always keeps his promises. He is gracious in all he does. So very true. But I want you to notice some of what's said there. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. God is great. And we want to honor him as a church family for how he's shown his greatness to us in the last year. It says, let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. This is something we're to be talking about, you see. God does things in our life and encourages us and ministers to us, and we need to tell one another about that. Talks about meditating on his splendor and his wonderful miracles that he has done and how his awe-inspiring deeds should be on our tongue, and we should proclaim his greatness. And then it says, everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness, and the Lord is good to everyone. God is great, and God is good. And so we want to praise and honor him. It says, your faithful followers, those who are faithful following him, will praise you. They will give examples of your power. 
They will tell about your mighty deeds. And then I like these words from Psalm 107. It says, let them exalt him publicly before the congregation. See, that's a a biblical way of operating as a church family. And so what we're going to do is we're really going to, in essence, have an open mic today. As you reflect on what God has done, how he's shown his greatness and his goodness to you, and some of us have had a very rough 2009. Some of us have been blessed in a great, great way in 2009. And so we want to share some of those things. And and so what we're going to ask you to do, if you'd like to share, is to maybe come here in this front row and sit down, and that way we have a sense of who all's coming, and then just take turns coming to the mic. And a couple of things, when you come up, please share your name, because not everyone's going to know you. And then we're also going to ask you to, to keep things relatively brief as you share, because if we have one person take 20 minutes, then we're not going to hear from very many folks. We want to hear more of what God has been doing uh, throughout the congregation. But let me just pray, and we're going to let God and the Holy Spirit take over the service as you share from your heart with the rest of us. So let me pray. And then you can make your way to the front row here and and take some turns sharing right there in the mic. Father, we just thank you for being great. And we thank you for the person of Christ. And we thank you, Father, that you who began a good work in us are committed to completing it. That means you're continuing to work in our life. You're continuing to develop us into dedicated followers of the person of Christ. And it's not so much where we've been, but where you are taking us that's so critical. We want to honor Jesus Christ today. We want to lift him up. We want to talk publicly and exalt the person of Christ before the congregation today. We want people to know that God is alive and that God is at work. And so we would ask that the Holy Spirit would superintend the next few moments that we have together as we share And we want the focus to be not on us, not on us individually or even as a church family, but ultimately on the living God and the person of Jesus. We pray that he would be honored as we share how you have been working. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. My name is Brian Wolf. I want to praise the Lord that he is good, never mind what circumstances we may go through. I want to praise him that just just over a year ago, the Lord provided us with our first uh, grandchild. And just a couple months later, her father lost his uh, job. Then uh, he's, of course, was looking for work, and it took almost five months. And we've always been praying that the Lord would provide work for him wherever the Lord wanted despite what our desires were. And the Lord opened up a job for him to be a tinker. They had been in uh, New Mexico, and suddenly we have a a grandchild, a son, a daughter-in-law, all close by. But then, about a month after he got here, I felt that I needed to leave uh, my place of employment, and so I don't have that security. But I thank the Lord that 
He is good. He has been providing. He's provided through his body. Cool. Thank you, brother. I'm Julie Russell. This is my husband, Chase. Um, a year ago today, we lived in Norman, had, were working, um, and had no idea where the Lord would take us. And now we live in Nicaragua. Um, we spent the last year um, raising support, and um, both financially and prayer. Um, many of you have provided um, for us, and, and we're just so grateful that God um, just continually shows himself to us as his provider. Um, about, let's see, a year and three months ago, September-ish, um, a couple came to us and said, we know that you want to do um, missions overseas, and we um, know that you're not going to go until you finish paying off your school loans. And so they gave us $15,000, uh, which is amazing. <laughs> didn't expect to cry. Um, so we didn't think that we would be going anywhere for the next three years or so, um, but instead we're there now. And so yeah. We've, uh, I think we just learned again and again that God provides that God is good, and that he cares about the needs of his children. And so we, uh, yeah, we just want to we praise God for that. Amen. As we all know, God is great. I was diagnosed with breast cancer at the end of uh, 08. And so it's been a really rough year. But I, I'm Connie Brooks's mother. She's a member of this church. And I'm from Muskogee, Oklahoma. And thank God for my many friends, family, the church that I belong to, and several others in town, as well as one in Topeka. Because God has been so great and blessed me. And as far as I know now, I'm cancer-free. And just can't be any happier and more blessed than that. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I am Aaron Fisher, and this is my beautiful better half, Jennifer Fisher. Um, from, from childhood, I've dealt with a lot of anger, a lot of sadness, a lot of depression, and I didn't know how to deal with any of these feelings. Uh, I had nobody to go to, I had nobody to talk to, nobody to really open up to, so for me, it was very an alone, I was very alone, I didn't know how, what to do. So dealing with these things, uh, depression in particular, it's, it's a sense of you don't know what to do. You have all these joys, you have all these things that you love to do, but there's just no motivation, no drive, no, you don't know what to do. And so it's very difficult. So I always felt like I was a victim. I always felt like I was attacked all the time. I always felt like, why me, for me, you know, and, and you, you place all the blame on other people. Why is it that they're doing this to me? Why is it that they want to treat me this way? So that's kind of how my mentality was. I spent over time, uh, time overseas. I was uh, over in Iraq for invasion, March of 2003 to April of 2004. So I was there for 13 months. You see things that you don't want to see, do things that you don't want to do, but, you know, why me? That's, that's my mind frame. Um, I reached a rock bottom, a rock bottom in my life, a rock bottom in my marriage. Uh, you know, I, I often uh, think of it as uh, I was digging a hole. I was digging a hole just deeper and deeper and deeper. And pretty soon, you can't see in front of you, or beside of you, behind you. You can't see above you. You can't see the light anymore. The only thing you know what to do is just keep digging. You know, just keep getting lower and deeper and deeper. 
But there's only one reason I'm here today, and that's because of, of God's love and uh, what he has done for us. And uh, I thank God every day. It's like he brought me out of this hole, and he allows me to see what's out there and, what, and also what I've been doing. It's a matter of keep digging your own hole, or you can see what God's gift is for you. And if you can do that and see what his love is, it's, it's just an amazing thing. But I'm only here today for one reason, and that's with God. And I'm extremely thankful for what I have. I'm extremely thankful for this beautiful thing right here. She has changed my life more than anybody will ever know. I'm more thankful for her than anything in the world. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, I, I don't know how to, to tell you guys how much she means to me. The most beautiful thing in the world, and I can't thank you enough for what you've done. But I look at life now as an opportunity. This is an opportunity to share the love that God has for me, for you. And if you're at all struggling with any kind of depression, any kind of sadness, with your wife, with your husband, whatever, with God's love, it's, it's, there's no other way. When you can have the joy that's here, that's now here, it's amazing. And I will have it no other way. Sorry. Well, thanks a lot for <laughs> crying up here. Um, I'm a crier anyway, so I was really hoping that wouldn't happen. It's okay. It was very sweet. Um, I think uh, before you get married as a young person, you think marriage is great. It's vacationing together. It's cuddling on the couch. It's never having to... Um, go home because uh, you live together and that was basically what I thought we were getting into when we got married um, <laughs> pretty much <laughs> quite uh, the opposite <clears throat> there are the good times now but um, I feel like when we uh, you know left for our honeymoon we, we pretty much drove off of a cliff into you know hope this turns out good um, <clears throat> and of course, you know, there are the issues you never consider to come up, never, you know, things you never even thought of are going to enter your marriage. Um, I, I've always had a relationship with God, um, but I didn't make that a priority in, in our marriage. Um, so we didn't have the, the triangle of, of God in our marriage. We didn't have God together. I realize now it was so important. And um, so we drove off of our cliff, and we did. We hit the bottom. We hit the rockiest of rock bottoms. Um, but a quote that got me through some difficult times was, um, sometimes things have to fall apart in order to fall together. And um, things have certainly fallen apart. It was actually about this time last year. And wow, has God let things fall together. Um, this is not to say I have it figured out. I don't. Um, half the time I feel like a pinball just bouncing around on this little earth trying to figure things out. And, um, but I know that I'm where God wants me to be. I'm doing what God wants me to do. And um, sometimes, you know, you want to point the finger at your spouse and say, oh, you did this, you did this, you did this. And you're too proud to say, um, that you do need to look within and see what you're doing. And for me, that was my attitude was wrong uh, a lot of the time. And I have changed that. And 
I have a great attitude now about life and marriage and without God, uh, I wouldn't have been able to make such a drastic change. Um, so we've been through the roughest of the roughs, and now we feel like, world, bring it on. We can, we got through this, we can handle anything. So, praise to God. Thank you. I want to, uh, I want to put Aaron and Jennifer in a little bit of a context. Many of you know that, that we had planned for several years to have a, a marriage conference in Norman, which we had uh, last February the 14th. And our, our primary goal in that conference wasn't necessarily to build the marriages at Wildwood, but to touch marriages in the community. And uh, they have an amazing story. They came to that weekend by accident, sort of, um, but we know it wasn't by accident. And uh, so there were 606 people that weekend, and uh, we had 52 indicated that they had trusted in Christ that weekend, and Aaron was one of those people. So um, God has just invaded their relationship and has put them on a road. We often like to talk about couples are either on one road or the other. You're on the road to isolation in your marriage, or you're on the road to oneness, and they were definitely on the road to isolation, and God put them back on that road to oneness, and they continue to take steps on that road. But thank you guys for sharing. Good morning. I am Terry Beth Bond, and I know all of two families that come to this massive church. I think this church is probably bigger than my hometown. So it's just almost overwhelming to look out among you and realize how large this congregation really is. Um, I just wanted to share how blessed I am and my family is that I got the message, the um, information of couple months ago that my husband will be leaving for a year to go to Egypt. And wow. I know it sounds kind of weird that that's a blessing, but it really is. We've been married for almost 25 years, and it's kind of time for a break, don't you think? <laughs> no, seriously. I just had to lighten things up up here a little. Um, at first, I certainly didn't think it was a blessing, and he doesn't leave for several months, and I probably won't think it's a blessing when that time comes. But you know, it could be Afghanistan, or it could be Iraq, and I'm like, praise God, it's Egypt. You know, so it, it is truly a blessing, and, and in everything, there's got to be some good, and, and we are truly blessed. Now, if I could just convince my son that it's a blessing. I think I'll be doing really well. But I just want to say, you know, praise God. Look for the, the little things to make things that seem horrible. Try to find some, some light at the end of the tunnel and look for God's gifts. Thanks. Have a great day. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Kyle Buchanan. This is my bride, Susan. We've been married 20 years, so I guess we have five more years until we get a sabbatical. <laughs> my greatest hope is that in the next five minutes, I get the feeling back in my right leg because it is asleep. Um, <laughs> we have four boys, Blake, Bryce, Clay, and Carter, which are a great blessing to us and that, that just been a, a real joy watching them grow up. And years ago, God gave me a verse that I felt like was for them. It was 1 Corinthians 16, 13. It says, uh, be alert. Stand firm in the faith, 
act like men, be strong. And I felt like God was saying, that's what you're supposed to teach your boys, and you're supposed to raise them to, to get to that standard. So we began that process um, two years ago. So those of you that know me, two years ago, my dad passed away from prostate cancer. And that was, that was pretty hard. It was, it was a rough time. Um, in September, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. That's hard. But God told me that that verse is for me. He told me I needed to stand firm in the faith. Get a grip. <laughs> I'm praying, bro. I'm up here praying for you. <laughs> this guy's not praying enough. Okay. I'm back. See, and the first thing that I thought when I found out I had prostate cancer is I said, you know, some of y'all know that sometimes when I'm clean shaven and I have my hair slicked back and I'm really good looking, I'll stand up here and I'll go like this. <laughs> And I'm impersonating this man. So I thought, well, if Bruce got prostate, I might as well too. Uh, but, and, and Bruce has been great. He's been a real help through this process as I've dealt with the, the idea of prostate cancer. But back to the verse. The idea was, God was telling me, that verse is for you. And I've been having you study that and think about it and pray about it. Because I need you to stand firm in the faith. Because your boys will learn more from watching you stand firm than by you teaching them about standing firm. And your boys will learn more from watching you act like a man and be strong in the circumstances than if you try to teach them how to be, be that way. So it was a, a great opportunity. Um, we, uh, we learned that I was not a candidate for some of the more uh, advanced techniques that they're using that are less invasive. But we did uh, find out that there was a doctor in Detroit that would uh, do the radical prostatectomy through a robotic means. And fortunately, our insurance covered it. So... $70,000 later, fortunately we did have to, didn't have to pay most of that, but I did get uh, the, the surgery and um, got a report a couple weeks ago that I'm cancer free. So God is good, uh, he was uh, there for us, he was strong, and, and he built up our faith and made us strong. And I got to tell you, it's really awesome to be a part of a body where the people just are inundating you with, uh, with requests for ways to help. Um, we had more people offer to take in our four boys than we had nights to get rid of them because we were gone for 10 <laughs> days. Um, the prayer team uh, just immersed me. Pre appreciate that. Um, all of you people were just great, and we appreciate the way that you uh, extended your love and your care and your, your strength and your faith through that difficult process. But we're standing here saying God is good. And I do want to just tell the Lord how grateful I am for that role model because uh, uh, Kyle said, you know, I'm really in a win-win situation here because to die is gain, to be with the Lord. And we didn't want that, and the cancer was just about to breach out, so we got it just in the nick of time. Yeah. Um, but just his attitude of just, of just living out Christ and trusting him. And some people get cancer results that aren't as good, and we're sensitive to that, and we... We understand, but what I would say is, if anybody would have told me in May that I would be dealing with my husband having cancer and having to tell 7, 11, and 13-year-olds that their dad was 
going to go through that. I, I couldn't have comprehended that, but I will just say that it is so true, and you guys know this better than me, many of you, that God's grace really appears in the moment and the things we can't imagine. Right when you need it, his grace just pours out. So praise God. Great. Thank you. We got two to go. That's right. No, you're great. Come on, Rob. We just got two to go. That's all the time we're going to have. So Happy New Year, everybody. My name is Rob Garibay. Four years ago, I was living in northern Michigan, and God opened up a door for me to have a dream job in Oklahoma, a state I'd never visited in my life. We moved down here, and five months after we had purchased a home and moved everybody down here, I lost my, my dream job. And uh, I was looking up instead of looking down. And then at the same time, my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer, and she passed away five months later. My father died another year and a half after that. And I have felt God strip away, start to just strip away everything that I held precious. One of the things that God has taught me this year is to foster an attitude of gratitude no matter what is going on in my life because when I do that I open up the fountain of his blessings to me I can commune with him more deeply as a result of that this year has been a great year for us for me personally in terms of my my growth and my outlook on my life because I really had slipped into depression so what happened I had a defining moment in this year that I would like to share with you I was introduced to a gentleman uh, who was a worked for a client of mine. His name was Larry, and when I reached out to shake his hand, I said, Larry, how are you? And he looked me in the eye and smiled, and he said, best day of my life. And I stopped, and I looked at him, and I said, best day of your life? He said, yes, because yesterday's gone, and tomorrow might not be here. That really hit me. God used that as he was working on my gratitude attitude, transformed the way I look at life. I started teaching that in my work with my clients, and, and every time I meet somebody now and I'm asked how am I, I say best day of my life, and that reinforces the fact that it is the best day of my life because I'm a child of the king, he loves me, I am blessed beyond belief, and it helps me to focus on what I have rather than what I lack. So this year, as you go forward in 2010, think about every day as you get up as being the best day of your life because you're a child of the King who loves us beyond measure. Hey, thank you, bro. I am really bad at public speaking. <laughs> um, for many of you who know me and don't know me, I'm Nicholas Business, um, 19. I have been out of school for about two years after I graduated high school and been trying to figure out what I wanted to do and really struggled with that. I um, thought I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to go into entrepreneurship and thought I wanted to do that for a couple years, but you know, I felt like God was really telling me he had something else in mind. And I even uh, moved to Tennessee thinking I was going to go to school there. And God ended up closing some doors there and <laughs> moved back here. 
uh, five months later, and, you know, I, I felt like God was really telling me to just wait and that he would have something for me. He would bring something in, but I, I have a hard time waiting <laughs> on some of those things. And um, recently, about four months ago, I had somebody approach me and ask me if I had ever thought about going into uh, costume design at OU. And um, as many of you know, I design and make a lot of the costumes for our Narnia Wonderfall production. And I've been doing that for about four years now. And uh, about 12 hours later, I felt so strongly that this was what God was wanting me to do. It was, it was just an overwhelming sense, and I'll be enrolling uh, next fall in school for that. But I just, oh. I praise God for every time I think about that how he has lined up everything for this. I mean, I, there's so many things it would take me so long to explain, but there are just things in my life that God has used to prepare me for this, and it's amazing how he does that, and I just want to praise him for that. Thank you, brother. I'm going to invite the worship team to come on up. We're going to, we're going to close in a song together, so if the worship team will come on up. I know there are many other stories. We hope that's encouraging for you to, to know that God has been at work in great ways and he's shown his greatness and his goodness. Um, I know some of you are going to be like Nicholas a little bit, like you're not sure where God's leading you. But part of following him and trusting him is something we have to do step by step. And so I would just say, be encouraged if you're not sure where you're going, just to keep following him and trusting him day by day. And then the theme of he always gives us the grace for whatever place he puts us in. That's, that's the greatness of our God.